Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is August 5th, 2020. Coronavirus edition. That's right. We still in this pandemic. And this only thing I can say is have mercy, Father God. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. To see um, the stories real life situations with individuals that have been impacted by this coronavirus. And my heart really goes out to the young man who not only lost his father, but four days later lost his mother. This is a a, a young man, senior in high school, my Lord. And the sad, heartbreaking trauma that I feel for this child, he could not even go and touch his parents. He couldn't even go and see his parents. They wouldn't even let him go in. And and that's my testimony this Tuesday is that in the middle of a pandemic, God opened up a way for us to go in there like Navy SEALs and take care of my mom and see her and be was able to sit with her in that hospital you understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you, I'm not saying that nobody's not better than the next person, but I'm telling you, no matter what you're going through, I don't care how much pain is in your body. I don't care what situation that comes forth. I don't care what knocks at your door, whatever situation, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I know for a fact that my God is there with you. Even in your errors and your mistake, even in your purposely iniquities that we do, we know what we're doing and we do it. He is still there. But how can you ever experience that level of, of, of rescuing from the Lord that you first have to have a personal relationship with him? And, and my heart is tendered. Because I too, we, we, we dealing with another debt in the family. So it's like, my Lord, I don't understand how these politicians can get in the camera and be going back and forth and negotiating this and that because they want this in the building. It's supposed to be a CARES Act. What does a CARES Act have to do with a building, a structure? That don't have no emotions, no feeling. It's just, it's just materials that just standing there. How can you name a bill, CARES Act, and you demonstrate you do not care? Whoa, come on now. How can you say that you here for the people, but yet you can't, you're going back and forth? The Republicans, the Democrats, they want this, but we want this, and we we was gonna extend an extra six hundred dollars, but the them. Y'all, them Democrats, you, you hear, you watch the language that they use it back and forth. Y'all Democrats say no, so they're stopping your money. No, it's not. You listen to the agenda for the Democrats. And I'm saying Democrat and Republican because that's how they acknowledging each other. But I am God's ambassador. I don't fall in none of that. I'm just praying that y'all get y'all act together because they got people out here that's really hurting. They got people out here that's really, really in pain. They got people that's really, really about to lose their homes and about to lose their roof over their head in these residential areas. 
They got people that don't have, they don't know where the next, this is the fifth day of the month and people trying to figure out, okay, so I thought I was going to catch up in July and now I got to start all over again. You see, the CARES Act. What about the CARES Act? If you don't care, why promote a CARES Act bill if you not really sincere about getting the money to who really need it? The CARES Act. Do you really care, President? Do you really care, Senators? Do you really care, Representative? Do you really care, the Speakers of the House? Do y'all really care? Because from what I'm seeing, Nah, y'all just talking words. You're spitting out words like y'all in the symphony or something. But right now you got people dying. You got people dying. You got children dying. You got, I don't know, y'all need to go and search and watch other stuff besides what they're showing you on the news. Because they got people that's really suffering from this coronavirus. Lungs transplant, where this thing attacked people's lungs to the point where they had to get a lung transplant. And when I was in a healthy 20-year-old, a young girl that's active in her community that runs and needed a lung transplant. Oh, come on. You got to do better than this. You got to do better than this. You got to do better than this. Woe unto those. Woe. That's what the Lord is saying to those that's playing volleyball with the lives of the American people. Especially they want to consider the minorities, but we already know what you're talking about. The the black and brown skinned people, the black folks, the Hispanic folks, the Latino folks. Yeah, we know who you're talking about when you say minority, but we are not non-minority anymore. You are the minority. But you want to keep that label to keep our mindset at a lower level so we won't exceed. Come on, y'all. But we shall rise. We will overcome. We will be sustained. We will be taken care of. God Almighty said it in his word. And it disturbs my spirit. And I know I'm the prophet of the Lord. And if it deserves my spirit, I mean, he put that disturbance in me. And I'm speaking it from the mountaintops. White House, get your act together. Congress, get your act together. You want to create a CARES Act? Well, show that you care. Because at this present moment... God could snap his fingers in the very building. You want to put almost billions of dollars into restructure and refund and all this other stuff with the FBI building. God could snap his finger and smash that building. You're signing executive orders for this and that. Come on, let's go ahead and get this CARES Act, the HEROES Act. Let's, let's come on and just go ahead and pass this thing. Just take all the material stuff out and just release the money to the people. 
And all you analysts out there, okay, that's sitting out there and say, well, how they can't just keep funding the money. Where who's gonna pay for this? Y'all need to open up y'all brain. Nobody ain't paying for anything. That money coming straight out the Federal Reserve. They printing their money and they're dishing it out to organizations that they see fit to reproduce that money to get it into the system. That's what the Federal Reserve is there for. Come on. We need to wake up, America. Wake up, people. Wake up, black people. Wake up, Latino people. Wake up, Nash Asian people. Wake up, people of America. Just wake up. Get out of this division thing. White against black. Asian against Korea and China and Hong Kong. Let's get away from all of that. It's still a human being. We are still shedding the same blood when we get cut, shot, hit upside the head or whatever. I don't see no other color coming out of those skins except red. And that means the blood of Jesus need to come on in and purify the hearts in the evilness of men's heart. And I'm praying today in the name of Jesus that they're going to come up with a solution. And they're going to eradicate all this other hypocrisy that they're putting in these bills to feed other corporations and their buddies and all these people in hierarchy positions. It's going to be stopped, y'all. God going to expose it. Don't worry. He sees it all according to Psalms 90. God's eyes is upon the wicked. He ain't leaving us helpless. Forgive me, my audience, if, if I don't be on here every day. But, you know, this is what happens. Because I'm still encountering a lot of family affairs that need to be tidied up. And then when you got to deal with the hypocrisies of man ideologies and, and, and their way of doing things and saying things, then it puts people in the flip-flop zone. But this morning, the Lord want to encourage us and tell us that he has not left us alone. And I'm pausing because I want to make sure that you understand that those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you need to find that place with the Most High where your inner man could be secured. You see, miracles happen because it tells us that Jesus was moved with compassion. It's because the compassion of his heart towards man created the miracles and the manifestation of healing. And and my brother and my sister, especially those that's life after 50, You got to understand that God is still with you. He's still with us. He's still with me. 
And yes, our bodies are going through this transition that is trying to, you know, incubate and create its own um, regimen. But then we fighting against it. You know, I'm fighting against it. I'm, I'm, I, I sit there in my stupor, you know, months before. But something happened after laying my mother to rest. Something happened to me. Well, something was already happening to me in the beginning of the year. Uh, it was just so um, distraught that when I look back, I can't even remember. I was like, wait a minute, it's what, August? And the only thing I can remember is March. But I know those months in between, it was it was hell on wheels. It was a fight for my life. It was a fight for my mind. It was a fight for me to be able to move the limbs in my body. It was a fight for me to see. It was a fight for me to eat. It was a fight. Everything that I had to do every time I woke up, it was a fight for me. I was battling. I was in a spiritual warfare. And things that God was preparing me to do. And I had it in my journal. And then I then it was coming, this person passed and that person passed. And oh, I was like, I gotta stay strong though. I gotta stay strong because so many dear to me had passed because it affected me so much because I had just got off the phone with them two days later. Oh, I just saw him in person a week ago. I just say hi by text. Oh, in return, they communicated with me. And then they're here no more. That does something to you. When a continuation week after other two weeks and then the next month, I don't care how strong you say you are in the Lord. It's going to affect you. And it's going to do something to your psyche. And only the power of God. The one that rested on the inside. Your helper will help you. <laughs> oh yeah. Nobody can't take away the Holy Spirit. I will refuse to let him go. Because he's always there to help me, to strengthen me, to guide me, to know when to make that call, what to write down. I'm in a battle right now in between this transition. And I just woke up. It's like he woke me up, and I, but I heard the words in my spirit. And I had to get the recording to start writing some stuff down because I got to send some information in. And so, see, time ain't stopping because we have situations. Time not stopping because we have blockage. We have tests and trials and adversity come our way. Everything is not going to stop. Why? Because time not stopping. It's going to keep It's going to keep coming. It's going to keep coming. But time not stopping. So because of the time not stopping, you got to ask for your helper. And your helper is the Holy Spirit. And in the midst of all this chaotic stuff that we see on the news, and this bickering back and forth, they like grown, they they grown men and women making over one hundred and seventy-five k a year. Their paychecks have never stopped, so they they can play around. About to go on vacation again, again. 
You already came from a vacation. Y'all couldn't resolve this before you went on the first vacation. Now you're about to go on another. uh, Then they had to request to extend a week of negotiation just to come to some type of conclusion before they go back on vacation. And all of this is happening in the midst of a pandemic. People are dying every day. They want to put Fauci on a trial. Instead of them dealing with the matter at hand, they're trying to get him to say that the protest was the one that created this spike. And I felt sorry for him at that point because he was shaking his head through that, that, that in, uh, investigation. Saying, what does this have to do with the coronavirus? And the one that's on the, the judgment seat up there, he was being frustrated. And I felt that he really had some issues he had to deal with because he was coming strong on this man. Trying to say, yeah, well, you, you, you stating that the churches can't get together because of the crowds. I have a friend that couldn't go to, I mean, okay, so, and your point is. So can you say that because of the protests worldwide, this caused the, 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 the increase of the cases? And Fauci just looking like, shaking his head like, I'm not going to let you put words in my mouth. What I have said, and I'll say it again, if you're in a crowded place without a mask and not social distancing, the contracting of the virus is edible. So now the man going to turn back around and say, oh, so what you're saying is because of the protesting, that's why we have this high spike of cases. Y'all see how they manipulate the words? You see how they, and that's all they've been doing since this thing started. Matter of fact, they've been doing this all our lives. We just have not been paying attention. I've been paying attention. But see, it has shaken and awakened the world and people that have their critical thinking alert on, can spot it. So now, because you've seen all of this, how they're attacking within themselves. They have other countries that are just shaking their heads, and they're praying for us. They're praying for us, (laughs) y'all. The American people. I mean, the other countries are praying for us in America. They feel sorry for us. They say, wow. That's supposed to be the more, you know, upscale country. And this is what's happening. So, I want y'all to enjoy. I'm going to feed, replay some test. way through but the Lord 
brought me out. Well, I got the victory. I got a testimony. Yes, right. That's right. That's right. What's up? What's up? What's up? This Dr. D with the boom factor. And it is testimony Tuesday. That's right. Y'all thought I forgot. But guess what? I had like a 911. Wow. I got a phone call. About another phone call, and I just had to pray, y'all. We had to pray. This this is serious, you guys. You know, life is serious. Life is hitting people, y'all. And um, that's why I'm doing this. You know, our testimony can save somebody's life. And I'm just praying that this person called me. But I've been praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And I just want to let y'all know, um, we're we going to go through it, you guys. But I'm going to just tell you this. Suicide is not the answer. I know it may feel like you know what I'm done. I, I I'm checking out of here. It's it's I'm I'm just through. You're not through, baby. You're not through. When you get to that point, I feel when we all get to that point in that in our life when we feel like that, that's when our breakthrough is right around the corner, and the enemy knows it. The enemy knows it, y'all. You know, so I want you guys. To, to to keep an eye on your friends. You know, I know sometimes they act crazy, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I always tell folks, glitter, what's, what glitter? Ain't always gold. It may look like they got it going on on the outside, but people be dealing with issues, y'all. I'm telling you, people be dealing with stuff, you know, and um, I'm free. You know, people be asking me, why you can do this and you can do that? And you talk about this because I'm free. I ain't keeping all this stuff on me. Come on now. I'm getting it out. <laughs> if I got to snot it out, cry it out, run it out, praise it out, run it out, skate it out, jump it out, holler it out, it's coming out of Dr. D. I ain't holding this stuff. I'm sorry. Who don't like it too bad? It's getting out of me because I refuse. <laughs> Y'all hear me out there, huh? I refuse to go through the stuff. That I went through, and I'm at a point in my life that I've seen the 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 rainbow at the end of the clouds. I can see it. And you think I'm gonna let foolishness of other people and jobs and just things try to take me out? Nah, not, no, not gonna happen. And guess what? I'm not gonna let it happen to you. So it's testimony Tuesday. And I have an awesome testimony that was sent to me, and um, they didn't they didn't put on a thing, so I I knew who the person was. So I had a chance to call, and I asked him. I said, "You sent me a testimony, but you didn't say for me. Can I air it? Can I talk about it?" Now, I won't mention her name, but I'm just gonna share what she wrote. And um, she wrote um, my greatest testimony of all in my call. All right. And she says that it was her firstborn who I had out of wedlock, her first birthday month, and I had become very weary of the gift to give her. She deserves something eternal. I say within my heart, Lord, I'm tired. I, I don't want to be dramatic, feeling competitive with all these outlandish birthday parties that others have. 
So as I prepared for the night, I went to sleep listening to Magic 102. In the middle of the night, I remember turning over and it seemed like the time stopped. I was at uh, the Astrodome in the center of the field wearing a black ephod. Every seat was full as they began singing our national anthem. Then he spoke to me and said, do you hear the people singing the freedom song? And then it paused. Yet they are not free. Okay, so I was like, okay, so I'm trying to understand what was happening. Well, uh, the scenario behind this testimony was that because it was her first child, she was going through a lot of stuff, and she didn't want to be in that state. You know how these parents have these extravagant birthday parties for a daughter, but she wanted something different, all right? But it was plaguing her, and she was talking about, and this was happening in a dream, and the short version of it from what it was, from what I was explained, that the Lord was telling her, you are free and your baby is free. Well, that was it. So I'm thinking like, you know what? Okay. So a lot of times, we put our own self in bondage, huh? Because we get caught up into the tradition of what everybody else is doing. Oh, my neighbor had a birthday party for her child at Chuck E. Cheese. And they had the horses outside. So I got to do mine like that. But I got to do it a little bigger. So we're going to go to Pizza Hut and get a race car driver to come out there. You see what I'm saying? Just just making up stuff and going broke behind it. Wow. That's what I got out of, out of her testimony. So the moral of it is... Whatever state you find yourself in, know that you're free. You don't have to be competitive. You don't try to. You don't have to compete. I mean, that sounds like something I've been saying all the time. All right. Now the next one I got one. It was. Uh, it's talking about children. It was talking about. Um, being grateful on how they was raised as a child because they feel sorry for the children of this age because um, it's saying, the person was the person said, I'm not going to mention nobody's names unless you want me to. Okay, so since I'm not going to mention no names, it said, uh, I was literally, this testimony too, I was literally born in the church was bullied from those that was in the church at an early age. I had learned about the boogeyman, how to have sex, how to cuss, how to cheat, how to lie, how to keep my mouth closed, and just do what I was told when I was going to church. But now that I'm older, I choose to put away that which cannot help me to reach my goal. And my prayer is, that I am able to teach my children the opposite of everything that I was taught. My testimony is, I thank God that God is in my life. 
and they got hashtag seeking the only wise and true living God. So maybe y'all go check that out. Then they have hashtag I don't care to be light. So I can interpret that for you. Train up a child the way they should go. (laughs) So when they get old, they won't depart from it. Train a child up to be more aware of their surroundings now. Because as you see, man, we see child molestation, child sex trafficking, bullying. You see what I'm saying? Abuse. Our children underneath the age of 12 know how to have all kind of sex. Boys having sex with boys. Girls having sex with girls. Oh, come on now. What's up with this? It's like they're not even having a chance to enjoy their childhood. They're being rushed. Society is rushing them into adulthood at a young age. So that's, that's a really good testimony. That because they know God, they can teach their children the godly principles. Wow. Isn't that awesome? So remember, if you want me to share your testimony on Testimony Tuesday, feel free to send it to Dr. D, boomfactorshow at gmail.com. That is D-R-D-E-E, boomfactorshow at gmail.com. And then I'm going to share one more. All right, and it's going to be part of my testimony. I told you I was going to read it last week. All right. And so this is my personal testimony that you will also find in the book, Innocent Invasion, When Fear Shows Up, Fate Triumphs. And I was talking about, you know, how God delivered me from fear in the different parts of fear in my life and um, how as I'm getting older, fear, it's, it's not like it don't have a grip on me like it used to. Man, I, I think I used to be afraid of everything, even the bugs and stuff. But I know God said I got dominion even over the creeping things. So I'm seeing them little rodents and them bugs. Man, I'll stop them and kill them and get it out the way. So my testimony is, now I wrote this like really in 2009. I upgraded it in 2016 when I literally published the book, right? So you can add, what, two, three more years to it? So my testimony is 25 years, my personal testimony by Dr. Danielle Irvin. (laughs) Looking back on my life, I cannot believe that it has been 27 years. August 1988 marks the beginning of my journey serving the Most High God. I am in no way saying that I became this perfect Christian overnight. Within those 27 years, I have made my share of mistakes. Oh, yes, I have been through some storms, valleys, famine, homelessness, joblessness, sickness, and pain. Rebellion became a friend of mine, coupled with past rejection and deception. But through it all... I have learned to trust in God. Yes, these 27 years, I have experienced many heartbreaks, betrayal, deceit, hurt, and pain that brought me to shame. 
I have been criticized and attacked with no one to have my back. I've been used, accused, and domestically abused. It has been 27 years of growing pains, 27 years of raising children, mostly as a single parent, even though during this story, you will see I had a husband. But by God's love and grace, I made the conscious decision to follow his ways and no more my way nor the world's way. Through these years, a spiritual encounter deeply touched my soul and transformed me from the inside out. This encounter caused me to trust God like never before. God's love strengthened me when I was weak, filled me with joy when I was sad, healed me when I was sick, and provided for me supernaturally with resources to help me take care of my children when I had cash on, when I had, wait, sorry y'all, when my cash was no more. In 27 years, I have learned how to submit to those who are in leadership, fulfilling my God-given assignments with integrity. I also learned to develop godly character with dignity. Within these 27 years, I have learned how to serve God by grace in the spirit and not of works. For by grace ye are saved through faith. And that, not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. You can find that in Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 9. I have learned, and I am still learning, that everything I need has already been done. My responsibility is to seek God first. In the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33, we read, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. For then all directions and plans, he will reveal them to me and give me divine resources to get it done. I have learned how to rest in his presence and be patient, and the list goes on and on. Within my 27 years of testing trials, I have learned how to say yes to God and no to my flesh and to man's selfish desires. Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Nevertheless, my time is just beginning. My desire is to worship God more intimately in the spirit and in truth. For God is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. John 4.24 My love and desire on this earth is the only for my God, my Father, Jesus my brother in the Holy Spirit, who is my helper and comforter. Glancing back on these 27 years ago and seeing what the Lord has done in my life, my answer still is and forever will be, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And that's my personal testimony. Thus far, coming out of when fear shows up, fate triumphs, the first beginning of my Fate Chronicle saga, Innocent Invasion. Well, that was sort and sweet. 
And I'm a minute over, so I'm about to get off. I'm going to try to keep it short. So there you have it. Testimony Tuesday, you guys. Come on and sit in those testimonies so you can share your light to someone else. You never know. You may be saving someone's life because you changed your life. All right? Okay, peace. I'll probably chime in with y'all later if God give me something else. But as of today, I think I'm through. So y'all go ahead out and finish doing what you have to do. Be safe out there. Know that God loves you with an everlasting love. I love you with an everlasting love. Anything that I can do for you, anything that you need, if I have it, if I can research it for you or whatever, just shoot me that email at drdboomfactorshow at gmail.com, and we'll stay in contact like that, okay? Until tomorrow is what's tomorrow? Word up wisdom, wacky Wednesday. I think I said that right. (laughs) Y'all come on and chime in. Now, you know what? I'm going to listen to the feed. If anybody left me a testimony through the Anchor family, I'm going to plug y'all in, okay? Unless you tell me don't post it, all right? So I just want to get that in there, and I'll be sitting up, shooting up some music so y'all, you guys can just have a good time for today, all right? Much love, peace. I'm gone. Alright y'all, what's up, what's up, what's up, this is Dr. D once again. I tried to do a recording earlier and I still forgot to do it to put on my notifications so it won't be interrupted. But this is Dr. D family and I just want to shout out, um, it's Testimony Tuesday and um, I guess I have to better structure this so I know. For next week, I want to be able to plug in y'all testimonies. Um, just share what, what what God did for you. Uh, what was that thing? Matter of fact, what was... Share with the world. What was that one thing you know for a fact? Nobody else did it but God. You know. You know not a shadow of doubt no matter what. You know God did it. Now, you know they're only going to give you like 59 seconds. So, you're going to have to... Speed it up, do the short version, you know. Um, but with that said, let I'm striving to structure the podcast so we can have our Monday. We're going to have Monday, Marketing Monday, and Monday Night Throwdown, okay. Tuesday will be Testimony Tuesday, Word Up Wisdom Wednesday, Throwback Thursday, and Shout Out Fridays, all right. Saturdays I'll have my um, something that's going on. I might just have like an open mic community conversation and I'm going to be incorporating the youth-inspired radio program soon. So Sundays is off day. I'm going to make sure I take at least a day off from the social media. That's right. We need a break from the electronics. And I'm going to train myself to do that. Uh, so I'll probably say good morning to the world and goodbye. And that's it. I'm off. <laughs> but yeah, y'all chime in. Um, 
let's tell what 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 what's what's good in your life. Share a testimony, cause trust me, believe me, your testimony can really save somebody's life. I mean, you can pull somebody out of depression from your testimony. You know, you can help somebody go a little further and receive their healing in their body because of your testimony. You know, that depression, suicide thoughts, you can save someone by your testimony. So I want y'all to come on and share your testimonies, and I'm going to plug it in in uh, the program. Excuse me, next week, and that's how we're going to do that. Oh, Lord, I need to go take a nap. Lord, well, you know, I have been up since early this morning, almost 12 hours now. And um, my quick testimony is that I thank God for another day, and I don't have to go to work tonight. Woohoo! So I thank God for favor, 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 favor. That's right, I thank God for favor. So with all that said, just short and sweet, just want to shout out to y'all because... I did a whole recording, and I see it didn't post, so it is not what it is. I want to try to do things right early in the morning, but, hey, I'm still plugging in. It's still Tuesday, all right? So uh, I pray y'all and been enjoying the soldiery series. We just started that on Monday Night Throwdown, and I want you to share your, 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 your testimony on today. Okay. So be blessed and I'll be waiting for you guys to chime in. All right now. Peace. Yes. Onion back again. And before that we was cut off and that was because of a alarm for me to take my medicines and the security of the godly coming out of Psalms 91. You have to know that the Lord is with you, okay? Be encouraged, people. Know that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. No matter what coronavirus did, God made a way for us to go take care of our mother and sit in that hospital in the middle of the, all of this. Nobody couldn't tell me that wasn't God. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God on him I lean on, rely, and in him confidently trust. For then... He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the daily pestilence. This is part of a pestilence. This is a daily disease, coronavirus. But God said, I will protect you. Now, don't get here and start saying, well, what about all the other people that died and they believed in God? They had preachers that have died. Exactly. Every fate with the Lord it's different. That's why you can't compare yourself. But I'm standing on what the words say. And God said that he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. Then he will cover you with his, with his pinions and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and butler.
You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor of the arrow, the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that flies by day. That's y'all gossipers. <laughs> nor of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday. We have a lot of sudden deaths going on, you guys. A lot. Much. But God said, don't be fearful. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only a spectator shall you be yourself in accessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward of the wicked. All the wickedness that's going on, we're going to see it, y'all. So don't lose heart. I always say every man has his day. Because you have made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your dwelling place, there shall no evil befall you nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. I have the blood of Jesus representing all in my house. I have the blood upon my doorpost, the front and the back. Well, the front and the patio. It represents the blood of Yahshua. And when a death angel want to come by in this area, at my house, it has to pass over. Come on now. And anywhere I be, no matter where I'm at, every step I take, I apply the blood of Yahshua over the people I come in contact, the people that we have to communicate with. I am so saturated in the blood of Yahshua that nothing by any means shall come and cling to me. With 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 the exceptions also now, I, I mean, with... with the preservation, I guess I can use that word, that I am obeying, man, the mask, face coverings, okay? I have my gloves, I sanitize, and I wash my hands. You see, I'm doing my part also, okay? You got to do your part. You can't be clueless and reckless in the midst of all this terror. For he will give his angels a special charge over you. To accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. See, it's a condition, you guys. They shall hear you up on your their hands, lest you dash your feet against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent, shall you trample under your foot. Luke 10, 19. And they have other scriptures too. Luke 4, 10. In 11, Hebrews 1 and 14 is reference scriptures that you can um, relate to on that sentence. Because he has set his love upon me, glory to God, will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name, has a personal knowledge of my mercy, my love and kindness, trusts and relies on me. Knowing I will never forsake him, nor never. See, because Danielle has set her love upon God, 
Therefore, God will deliver me. He will set Daniel on high because Daniel knows and understands Jehovah. Has a personal knowledge of Jehovah's mercy, love, and kindness. Trust and relies on Jehovah, knowing that Jehovah will never forsake me, nor never. Sometimes it feels like God has forsaken you guys. It feels that way sometimes. Man, it feels like God just turned his back and forgotten you. But right here, he say, even in the midst of that, you got to have your faith to know that he will never leave you nor forsake you. He will be with you till the end. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver Daniel and honor Daniel with long life. Will Daniel, will I satisfy Daniel and show Daniel my salvation? God said, Daniel, you're going to have life. Uh, All right, y'all. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. And guess what? I got to do this recording all over again. Because for some apparent reason, it did not take. Only thing you hear is... And I'm like, what in the world? So it was good, too. And I see why. So I'm going to do it again. Now, what I was talking about. It's Testimony Tuesday. And I want to show you my testimony. Just a part of it. On how God delivered me from fear. That's right. Fear is the number one hindrance to all nationalities, to all cultures, <laughs> to all dynamics, to all countries. Fear is one of the top um, spiritual battles that we all face, we deal with, that will hinder us from doing what we feel that we need to do in life. One thing for sure, you have to understand that God has created us. And he, when he created us, he has given all of us gifts and talents. You know how some people just exceed with certain stuff in their life. You know, you got people that want to do something and it's a struggle. But then you got some people that just floss in it. Well, it's because God already have anointed them and given them the passion and the mechanisms and everything inside of them to equip them. To be whatever they need to be in life. You're welcome. And when you're getting close to fulfilling that dream, even to start it, you know, you think about it in years and years, you talked about it, you know, I want to start a business, I want to write a book, I want to sing a song, I want to do music, I want to be an actor, I want to be a model, I want to start my business, I want to, you know, you have all these awesome ideas on the inside of you. Well, where do you think that comes from? It comes from the God Almighty above. He created us. He is the ultimate creator. Come on now. But our biggest blockage is fear. Fear. False evidence appearing real. You know. And fear also comes with his cousins. Who is his cousin? Doubt. Dream stealers. Haters. Spectators. Perpetrators. You know. Trials and tribulations, all of that comes to block you, to hinder you, to to stop you from not even starting. So, on Testimony Tuesday, God have delivered me from fear. 
I'm like, I'm to the point now that, hey, I'm running into the fire. I'm not running away from it. I'm running in it. I am the one that God has to call on. And I'm saying it like that because I fought it a long time. And I was like, well, God, why I got to do this? Why I got to do this? Why this keep going on? Why I'm getting hurt here and doing that? You keep telling me to love it. You know, you keep telling me to sow seed. You keep telling me to be a blessing. Hello, come on. Because... God have equipped me to sustain the attacks, to sustain the opposition, to look the adversary in his face and say, come on, you want to dance? Let's go. Because I got some bad boys around me. That's angels. Y'all got your angels. All right. I got mercy and grace on the side of me. I got the river guard, the line of Judah. I got my big brother up in heaven praying for me every day. Come on now. I have weaponry. He's giving me the armor. It's just that we don't know how to use our spiritual uh, armory to defeat this invisible thing called fear. And oh my gosh, I used to be so fearful, y'all. Man, I used to be fearful. I used to be a worry rat. You know, oh, how I'm going to get this? Oh, I got to get, I got pills to pay. I don't have no money. In. I got to feed my children and just worry, just worry, just worry. Worrying about everything. So I learned the word of God when it say, cast all your cares upon him. For he truly cares for you. He cared for Dr. D. I didn't know God cared for me. I always thought that God was mad with me. I thought he was angry with me because all kind of stuff used to happen to me. I thought I was cursed. But one day, y'all, come on. The Lord touched me. He touched me. Whoa, he touched me. And I'd never been the same. He supernaturally showed his mighty hand on my behalf way back in 1988. Well, it was like 18, 1989 when that devil thought he was going to come and invade my life and took my daughter away from me. And I didn't know where she was. The police didn't know where she was. My daughter was taken. And God supernaturally, glory to God, you got to read my book, Innocent Invasion. You can go to um, Amazon. It's on King, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, iTunes, all the top online you know you can even read it um request and i can loan it to you you can read it for 30 days free all right that's a powerful powerful testimony on when fear showed up fate triumphed and because of that encounter with god my life have never been the same and as i grew fate fear still showed up y'all but as I grew in Christ with the word, you got to get the word on it. You got to spend time with, with God. You got to communicate with God every day. Some kind of way, you know, don't get stuck up in this ritual. Yeah, it was like spend an hour with God, spend three hours. Yeah, you know, you know when you really got to take that time out and have that spiritual encounter with the universe. All right. You know. You know when it's time for you to stop, drop, and roll. You got to stop everything. Roll out the paper and pencil. Let's go. And get it done. You know when that time comes. 
But after that encounter with the father, oh my God. I never been the same, y'all. And fear still try to creep up and show show up sometimes. And then I look at it and like, hmm. Now if you're showing up now, that means God already gave me the answer over there. So we're gonna go ahead and we're just gonna walk straight through. And then if you're still hanging around, like Joyce Maya said, just take it and put it in your purse and keep it going. Men, put it in your pocket and keep it moving. You ain't gonna move, but come on along with me, cause I'm not stopping. Ha! <laughs> come on now. So this is this little, little little part of my testimony that how God delivered me and shut the the mouth of fear up, and He's gonna do the same for you. You gotta have that experience, and sometimes we forget them mighty experiences, them encounters with the unknown, which is God in your life. You got to go back and recap that and hold on to that. And that's what you fight. That's what it means fighting a good fight of fate. You got to remember that, y'all. Lay hold to that action. Lay hold to that encounter. Lay hold to that. All right? That experience that will carry you from fate to fate, glory to glory. And when fear shows up, fate will triumph. All right? Y'all come on and plug in your testimony. This is Testimony Tuesday. Uh, share your testimony so I can plug it in now if you don't want me to uh, put it on the feed just say Dr. D look I just want to share this with you hey well I'm good but if you want me to say look I got a testimony and I will uh, put it on the testimony Tuesday feed so when people listen to it glory to God they will be encouraged inspired always remember your testimony can save somebody's life it's too much it's a lot of stuff going on out here y'all and people just need to know, hey, they're not by themselves. The devil is lying to people, making them feel like they're by themselves. And that's where suicide, depression, murdering, robbing and stealing, drugging, prostitute, all this stuff is happening because people feel like they're in this world by themselves. They feel like they're the only one going through it. So if somebody can hear, wait a minute, she went through it and she's doing all right, I can come through it. That's what testimony is all about. That's why God said we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Come on, Holy Ghost. Revelation 12, 11. So this is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. I thank God for all the new subscribers. God bless you. I welcome you. I appreciate you favoring my station. I appreciate you leaving a voice um, message for me. I thank God all those that are leaving me intros. They are powerful, and I'm going to plug them in. All right? And guess what? I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be in the land of the living. God woke me up this morning, started me on my way. Glory to God. No matter what come around me, I know he's going to make a way. And you got to believe the same thing. All right? So be breezy out there. God bless you. I love you. This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. And I'm out. Come on. Send me those testimonies. Because we're going to testify. Come on now. And those that are listening to on the other uh, platforms, you're going to miss out on the music. Um, that's uh, played with it because I've noticed that they're not playing the whole segments. So go ahead and just download that Anchor app. All right, so you won't miss nothing. Okay, all right, y'all. God bless y'all, and thank you for tuning in to the Boom Factor Show. Good morning, Boom Factor family. This is Dr. D, your host, and I just want to encourage all of you out there, all over the world, that are experiencing this horrific 
uh, pandemic that we are in the midst of because of we don't know what, how. Uh, I know that I have posted a lot of information for individuals to take heed to and make your own observation from, but things that are critical to me that I feel that, whoa, that, excuse me, that I felt the Holy Spirit was leading me to watch and listen to, I share it, okay, because um, my program, Safe Zone Broadcast, stands for just that spiritually awakening your fate for the end times and we are in that moment right now and so i know a lot of individuals especially nonprofits and organizations are really revamping and revising um their organizations i am doing the same um because it depended on the social um community to come together now that that has been torn apart and it's causing us to meet more electronically, um, hey, it's a whole nother lifestyle. So I appreciate those that have uh, been patient with the Boom Factor TV show. Um, I am striving to implement um, interviews where that will become active right now, but it seems like this whole year is a reset for Dr. D., not just because God uh, <clears throat> is restoring my health, but I also have been encountering a lot of um, homegoing situations, meaning family members and, and cousins and aunts <laughs> have been passed, passing away. And it has been, it has not been easy. I'm going to put it like that. It takes a toll on you. And the latest hit was my mother. So... Uh, for me to bounce back and to really become more effective as before, uh, I have to reinvent myself to make sure that I'm taking care of myself first because I have um, exhausted my oxygen in the words of um, L. Kuji on what that was, the master class, and he was sharing his. his um, life story and that stuck with me he said you can give out yourself to you have exhausted all of your oxygen <clears throat> to be uh, a, a breathing machine for someone else and then when your oxygen is gone who's gonna lend their breathing machine to you and that was like, whoa, and how I felt myself being like that for uh, uh, a numerous of years. And I had to really buckle down and just being transparent with you guys. I had to deal with myself because uh, one thing I did remember my mom used to always tell me, and I couldn't never understand, but um, the last two years of my life, I went through a very traumatic spiritual and mental um, situation because I couldn't understand how a person can say that they love God and, 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 and they have God in their heart and they treat you like you, I don't know, it just, I couldn't understand that. And my mama used to always tell me, and they say, everybody don't have your heart, daughter, and you're going to have to toughen up. 
because eventually they're going to rip your heart out and you're going to have to go back and find it. And that's going to be a hard process if that ever happens. And I could never understand why she used to tell that to me. And I used to take it as, oh, you just being mean because you're doing this and doing that, you know, and that's not the way how it's supposed to be. God wants us to love and everything. And I really had a veil over my face. Oh, but when I got out there in the world, you guys, whoo, I didn't understand the metaphor of what she was saying. But I can sit here and tell you right now, (laughs) over these past months, that really rained in my head. And I was like, whoa. And then I heard that little phrase. Once you've given out all your oxygen and you can't breathe, who going to give you their oxygen? Whoa. So think about that. That's something for all of us to think about. I mean, we we supposed to um, be a confidant to others. But God said, love your neighbors as you love yourself. See, they don't, they never preach to that point to love yourself first. You have to know how to love yourself purely. And I felt that I, I, I love myself purely because I love people purely. But then I forgot about me. Because I had that meaning twisted around. I didn't love myself. I thought I was loving myself because I love others purely and made sure I had no motives or anything. I was just being pure there to help A, B, C, D, F, G. But in return, they wasn't thinking like that. They was thinking about themselves. Yeah. And you can't really get mad at that because they doing what they know to do. It's just that I didn't realize that. But in, 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 in return, I would not allow the enemy to steal that pure love and joy out of my heart. I'm going to always keep my love and my joy. And whoever decides to embrace their presence around me, they're going to have to embrace all of me and accept me and love me and care for me. To even think they're going to have any ounce of my oxygen. Because I, I know I am a phenomenal woman. I'm not that perfect woman, but I'm a phenomenal woman. And the little irritities, I can't even pronounce the word, that many see and want to point out the little bitty flaws in me. Man, that's just a spot because they got that big board in their eyes. They can't see the little bitty spot. So, I'm just sharing this. This is Testimony Tuesday. This is part of my self-deliverance in my testimony that I have awakened. I have forgiven and I still love. But it's not going to be according to what somebody else wants me to love them and do for them. You understand? And business is business. You can't, you, can't, you can't mix the friendship with business. You can't mix the corporation with business. You can't mix the ministry. No. Because each person, just like right now, they're going back and forth, back and forth in the Congress house. It's supposed to be a CARES Act. You'll hear that on the other estim- uh, episode, how God just really exposed that. 
It's supposed to be a CARES Act and a HEROES Act, but you want to put a building in there. You want to fund a building when you got hundreds of thousands of people infecting with this coronavirus. Thousands have died from it. A lot of children without mothers and fathers, families without grandfathers and grandmothers. They even have children dying, mothers losing their children. And, and they think this is a game. They, they act like they're concerned, but they're not concerned about the people. They're out there protesting about this and that. But, but guess what? You want counter-protest about the injustice and equalities to the black community, but yet it's affecting everybody. You see? So instead of the counter-protesting, trying to stop the Black Lives Matter protesting, why not just go ahead and protest the White House so they can get their house in order and release whatever needs to be released for the people's sake? Because at the end of the day, it's dealing with everybody in the USA. Hello? It's dealing with everybody. And I'm not even going to go on the Black Lives Matters uh, rant. Excuse me, rant. But until they get that right, we ain't seen nothing yet. This is just the beginning. I'm sorry. Until they get that right, the inequality and the injustice in every fragment of this society has to be dealt with. I shared shared last week, the other day, uh, I used to go to the ATM machine, okay, but I needed more than $800, okay, so I went to the drive-thru, and I never in my life, and I typed a letter, I'm going to send it to the CEO, I never in my life had to tell you my password, and she sat there, and she meant she wasn't doing anything until I came up with the password, and I was like, wait a minute, do I need to come inside the bank, do I need to come in? Because, see, I was starting to get into that little zone, right? About to cut the camera on and about to have a fit. And the Holy Spirit just called me down. He said, no, no, you just, just sit here. I said, but this is injustice. It don't matter if you don't recognize me and I never came to this branch. This bank, I've been at this bank for 11 years. No matter what bank I go to, if I have my deposit slip and have my ID... And it don't matter how much money I want to get out. I could see I was trying to get out a million dollars. But I was just trying to get out, what, a thousand dollars? So you're going to ask me for a password for a thousand dollars? Wow, really? Oh, oh, I don't mean anything about that, Miss Irvin. It's just that it's just that um, you have a, a security for withdrawal on your account. What? A security? And I went right to my app. I said, man, I've just got into my account. I don't have no security on my account. Well, we only do that to protect. Protect for what? See, that was injustice right there. That was a racist move right there to me. I'm sorry. And I told her, I said, oh, I know what it is because I'm not all dressed up. I got this bonnet on my head. Oh, and I'm black. What you think I'm trying to... I don't even understand your methodology right now, ma'am. 
So that's the things that we need to be dealing with. Those little bit of things, incidents like that, that's how it brews up to the point where people get killed. Because small things like that, the little things. You see? And I wrote the letter. I have the letter. I'm going to send it once I get home settled. But I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to write the letter. I mean, I'm going to send the letter. Because that's not ought to be. And I've already been connected to a black bank. Then I'm going to take all my money out. Ain't that much in it. But still, don't treat me like that. And see, that's what happens in this society. And that's, what, what, that's, what is, that's what's going on. And see, if I didn't love myself and didn't know who I was and who I am, I could have just let that slide. And it really probably could have been really, really nasty. Again, because I knew who I was. So it wasn't for me to really act ratchet. Because it, it, it could have turned out that way. And I could have called the police and everything. I could have just went to the whole nine yards. But I didn't have the strength to even do it. So I want you guys to, to don't let someone else use all your oxygen in your life. If they can't resuscitate you without the oxygen mask, and what I mean by that, <laughs> if they can't encourage you and motivate you to, to seek higher things and get off a lower level and come to a higher level, you don't need to be around them. You don't need to even let them feed your spirit with the negative seeds. You need to surround yourself with an environment that's going to fuel your flame. Fuel your flame. You need your fire to continue on. You need those spotters. Oh, I can go a whole deep with that one. Because any, any, any time, we all can collapse. With a snap of a finger, we can all collapse. But we got to have a certain circle. We have to be within a circle and have people around our circle that's going to be our spotters, that's going to put the, the wood chips in, into the chimney to keep the flame blowing growing in your life. It keep you motivated. When things seem like it's about to count out, you need to have some type of encouragement. 